0: One of the big stories at the moment, the planned pandemic treaty of the World Health Organization. This is in the Daily Mail. Bill Gates warns, we've not seen the worst of COVID. Microsoft billionaire says there is way above 5% risk of pandemic generating more transmissive and even more fatal coronavirus variants. Microsoft billionaire Bill Gates has warned there is a way above 5% risk the world has not yet seen the worst of the COVID pandemic. The tech mogul and philanthropist said he did not want to sound doom and gloom, but warned there was risk of of an even more transmissive and even more fatal variant could be generated. He said the risk of that happening is way above 5% and would mean the world has yet to see the worst of the pandemic. It is not the first time he has made such a prediction. In December 2021, he warned his millions of Twitter followers to brace themselves for the worst part of the pandemic, having previously cautioned in 2015 that the world was not ready for the next pandemic. Gates told the Financial Times we're still at risk of this pandemic generating a variant that would be even more transmissive and even more fatal. It's not likely, I don't want to be a voice of doom and gloom, but it's way above a 5% risk that this pandemic, we haven't even seen the worst of it. Covid-19 has killed an estimated 6.2 million people worldwide since March 2020, but case numbers and deaths have been dropping in recent weeks. I've talked before about where those case numbers and deaths come from but in brief they come from a test that can't test for any virus and people being diagnosed on symptoms and then dying, or people testing positive with a test that can't test for any virus and then dying within 28 days or more. And that then goes on there. COVID goes on the death certificate. Gates's warning comes after Dr Tedros had an of Braves as director general of the World Health Organization. This week was warned that people still need to be wary of the virus and that decreases in overall testing and COVID surveillance in many countries left the world at risk to a resurgence of the virus. Gates, who releases his new book, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic on Tuesday, did he really write it? Advised governments across the world to invest in a team of epidemiologists and computer modelers to help identify global health threats in the future. He called his plan the Global Epidemic Response and Mobilization Initiative and said it should be managed by the World Health Organization, the only body he claimed was capable to build and manage the top-notch team of experts at the cost of around a billion dollars a year. He said the WHO's current funding model was not at all serious about pandemics and that less than 10 people have been working full time on outbreak preparedness while also being distracted with other activities. Gates' comments come at the end of a week when daily COVID hospitalisations in the UK hit a two month low and deaths plunged 40% in a week. Government dashboard data, which is becoming increasingly unreliable now that free testing has been scrapped, showed there were 1,186 admissions for the virus across the UK on April 23rd, according to a test that doesn't know what viruses are. It marked a near 18% decrease on the previous week and a 36% fall in a fortnight. It was also the lowest number since February 27th when there were 1,101 admissions and how many of those admissions to hospital are suffering the effects of the fake vaccine, which I've talked about in detail before. Separate NHS figures show more than half of patients with COVID in hospitals are not primarily sick with the virus in another promising sign. Data from the Office for National Statistics suggests 2.4 million people in England were infected with the virus, equivalent to one in 25 people down by a quarter on the previous week, the huge surveillance the huge surveillance study based on swabs of 120,000 people and they considered the best way of measuring the nation's outbreak logged its lowest figure since the week beginning of February 26th. The drop off, uh, February 26th even, the drop off comes just weeks after NHS leaders call for face masks and outdoor mixing to return to cut COVID rates and take pressure off the health service. So Bill Gates is now saying what the alternative media were saying. About COVID back in the spring of 2020, which is that even if the virus existed, you were looking at a fairly low fatality rate. Gates said recently, We didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly in the elderly, kind of like flu. Well, flu has dropped to zero in country after country while COVID was said to be on the rise. I know some. People claim that COVID was redesignated flu, but that maintains the myth that flu exists when flu and cold viruses have also never been proven to exist, as with all other viruses. Flu like symptoms have been redesignated COVID symptoms. I talk in the new book about how cold and flu symptoms can come about, and it's nothing to do with viruses. Bill Gates is correct in that we have not seen the worst of COVID because we haven't seen anything of COVID because it doesn't exist, as I've been pointing out since the spring of 2020. The elderly were claimed to have been affected by COVID, not least because of the murder of elderly people with a drug called midazolam in combination with morphine. There's a brilliant documentary that looks at this and speaks to family members of loved ones who have been killed in this way called A Good Death, and it's on the iconic media platform that you know, there's a, a, a seven-day free trial if you want to watch that. In America, the drug was remdesivir. The same thing happened with another drug in Italy and other countries. The virus was said to be rampant in care homes for this reason. Elderly people also die more often than younger people anyway. When Bill Gates is speaking, he's articulating the cult's agenda, this global cult that I talk about, and I actually go into um, more detail than ever before about this cult in the new book. So it's always worth listening to what Bill Gates is saying because he knows what's planned at any point in time. They may well be planning to bring COVID back or another virus. I describe in the new book how the variants are computer generated fiction as is the original virus and comprehensively examine viral science or the lack of it and the COVID hopes across three chapters The first chapter looks at the hoax itself, the second name is many of the names responsible and looks at the structure of the hoax, how it was pulled off, how it was operated, the structure of the organisation and the psychological manipulation employed to pull off the hoax and the the final chapter looking at COVID looks in detail at the COVID fake vaccine. I say fake vaccine because it doesn't even officially stop transmission or infection. A new variant being announced is a new computer code being announced. Nothing more. Nothing more. Gates is saying that there is a way above 5% chance that a new variant could signal the return of COVID. So there's a 95% chance it went. 100% I would say, but even by Gates' comments, 95% chance that it went. Ted Ross is quoted in the article as saying that people still needed to be wary of the virus and that decreases in overall testing and COVID surveillance in many countries left the world at risk to a resurgence of the virus because he just says whatever Gates, who owns the World Health Organization through funding, wants him to say. Ted Ross, a criminal from Ethiopia who covered up cholera uh, in uh, epidemics in 2006, 2009 and 2011 when he was Ethiopian health minister, was on the board of the gates created organization called Gavi, the vaccine alliance before becoming world health organization director general gates says there needs to be a new system to manage pandemics run through the world health organization and he's talking about the pandemic treaty so here's an article in the telegraph exclusive world leaders call for pandemic treaty the world needs a global settlement like that forged after the Second World War to protect countries in the wake of COVID, Boris Johnson and other world leaders have said. Writing for the Telegraph on Tuesday, Mr. Johnson, Emmanuel Macron, the French president, and Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, said the virus pandemic had been a stark and painful reminder that nobody is safe until everyone is safe. Amid growing international tension over vaccine supplies that called for an end to isolationism and nationalism in favor of a new era of solidarity. The call by 24 world leaders, Alongside Dr. Tedros, the World Health Organization criminal chief, is made in the Telegraph and newspapers across the world, including Le Monde, in France, El Pais in Spain, and Frankfurter Allgemeine, Zeitung in Germany. I'm going to come to the coordination, or the connection, I should say, between these world leaders in a second. The leader said a treaty akin to the settlement forged in the aftermath of the war was needed to build cross border cooperation ahead of the next international health crisis, which is in the planning already to be announced just like covid was before it happened describe or didn't happen describing covid is the biggest challenge to the global community since the 1940s they wrote at that time following the devastation of two world wars political leaders came together to forge the multilateral system the aims were clear to bring countries together the aims were clear to bring countries together to dispel the temptations of isolationism and nationalism and to address the challenges that could only be achieved together in the spirit of solidarity and cooperation, namely peace, prosperity, health, and security. A treaty on pandemic should lead to more mutual accountability and shared responsibility, transparency, and cooperation within the international system and with its rules and norms, the leaders said, The joint article comes in the wake of deepening strain between Britain and the European Union over the production and distribution of COVID vaccines. The European Commission has threatened to block shipments of potentially millions of AstraZeneca jabs, Good from the company's Haddock's plant in the Netherlands to the UK following fury in Brussels about the company falling short in its deliveries so far this year. There is some good news then. On Monday night, Mr. Johnson unveiled his latest move to ensure the resilience of the UK's domestic vaccine supply chains amid the threat of Jabs trade wars. He announced that the government's vaccine task force had clinched a deal with the British pharmaceutical giant GlaxoSmithKline to fill and finish 60 million doses. Of the new Novavax vaccine plant in Barnard Castle in the northeast, the agreement removes the need for doses of Novavax, which Mr. Johnson called a potentially significant new weapon in our armory against COVID, to be sent to Trimley to be put in violence. A Downing Street source said the move was motivated in part by a desire to pour investment into the UK's domestic vaccine manufacturing capability, while also making the nation's vaccine supplies more secure. The Novavax jab has begun phase three clinical trials. Not that that means anything. I talk about the trials in the new book and is expected to be approved by the UK Medicines Regulator in the coming weeks. It is expected that doses will start being processed in the UK from May. Mr. Johnson acknowledged that Monday was a big day for many Britons as they were allowed to see friends and family outdoors for the first time since the most recent lockdown began in January. Here's an article on the Children's Health Defence website, uh, which is uh, connected to John F. Kennedy Jr., who has been a A passionate voice against mandated vaccines. And this is the article. Who, World Health Organization, who, pandemic treaty, what it is, why it matters and how to stop it. The World Health Organization has started drafting a global pandemic treaty on pandemic preparedness that would grant it absolute power over global biosecurity, such as the power to implement digital identities, vaccine passports, mandatory vaccinations, travel restrictions, standardized medical care and more. one-size-fits-all approach to pandemic response simply does not work because pandemic threats are not identical in all parts of the world even people in the same region do not have identical risk and may not need or benefit from identical treatment if you believe that viruses exist the world health organization will accept two more days of public comment on the treaty june 16th and 17th so prepare your statements now the world the World Health Assembly will also vote on amendments to the international health regulations May 22nd to 28th, which may also strip away more individual rights and liberties. If you go on Twitter and type in pandemic treaty into the search engine, you can find petitions to sign. I mean, petitions on their own don't do anything, but the more pushback there is, the less likely it is that this will go ahead. And the article says the globalists that brought us the wildly exaggerated COVID pandemic wildly exaggerated, and as in, it doesn't. It the virus doesn't exist. In and if you got high enough in the hierarchy of this COVID, hopes it It's been known all along that it doesn't exist. In an effort to cement a biosecurity grid into place, and now hard at work on the next phase. The World Health Organization has started drafting a global pandemic treaty on pandemic preparedness that would grant it absolute power over global biosecurity, such as the power to implement digital identities, vaccine passports and all those things I read out just now. And it says there's, there's been a recent episode of the Corbett Report, with James Corbett looking at this pandemic treaty, if you're interested in that. Uh, he's done some good reports, James Corbett. I have to say, I've seen some good stuff that he's done. The article says, make no mistake who pandemic treaty is a direct attack on the sovereignty of its member states as well as a direct attack on your bodily autonomy, a backdoor to global governance. It seems likely that the that the WHO is being installed as de facto, as a de facto governing body for the global deep state. And that's exactly what is happening. Through the World Health Organization, under the guise of biosecurity, the globalist cabal who seek to win everything and control everyone. This is what I call the global cult. will then be able to implement their wishes across the whole world in one foul sweep. Within with this treaty in place, all member nations will be subject to the WHO's dictates. If the WHO says every person on the planet needs to have a vaccine passport and digital identity to ensure vaccination compliance, then that's what every country will be forced to implement, even if the people have rejected such plans using local democratic processes. And it's about taking power away from government and placing it into the hands of the World Health Organization, which is owned by Bill Gates, who is owned by The cult. As noted by Corbett, these negotiations are already well underway and the treaty is expected to be fully implemented in 2024, that is, unless the people of the world wake up to what's happening and beat back this monstrosity. Under the guise of a global pandemic, the WHO, the World Economic Forum, and all its installed leaders in government and private business were able to roll out a plan that had already been decades in the making, the pandemic was a perfect cover. In the name of keeping everyone safe from infection, the globalists justified unprecedented attacks on democracy, civil liberties and personal freedoms, including the right to choose your own medical treatment. Now the WHO is gearing up to make its pandemic leadership permanent, extend it into the healthcare systems of every nation and eventually implement a universal or socialist-like healthcare system as part of the Great Reset. While this is not currently being discussed, there's every reason to suspect that this is part of the plan. WHO Director General Ted Ross has previously stated that his central priority as Director General of WHO is to push the world toward universal health coverage. And considering that WHO changed its definition of pandemic to a worldwide epidemic of the disease without the original specificity of severe illness that causes high morbidity, just about anything could be made to fit the pandemic criterion. The whole premise behind this pandemic treaty is that shared threat requires shared response, but a given threat is almost never equally shared across regions. The World Health Organization intends to eliminate individualized medicine and provide blanket rulings for a given and provide blanket rulings for how a given threat is to be addressed. Without a doubt, this can only result in needless suffering, not to mention the loss of individual freedom. To give us an idea of how the WHO might end up misusing this new proposed international instrument on pandemic prevention, preparedness and response, we can look at the international health regulations, which the US signed on to in 2005. The IHR is what empowered the World Health Organization to declare a public health emergency of international concern. This is a special legal category that allows the WHO to initiate certain contracts and procedures, including drug and vaccine contracts. As noted by Corbett, James Corbett, the IHR allows the unelected director chairman of the WHO to simply declare a PHEIC, and suddenly all member states have to dance to its tune. It basically grants the WHO dictatorial powers over health policy. PHEICs included the phony swine flu outbreak uh, in 2009, the the inconsequential Zika outbreak in 2016, the overhyped Ebola outbreak in 2019, and of course, the massively exaggerated COVID pandemic in 2020, none of which, uh, or all of which rather based on viruses that have never been proven to exist. All of these PHEICs were poorly handled and the WHO was criticized as inept and corrupt in their weight. So to summarize, through the IHR, the WHO has already been significantly empowered to dictate global health policy with regards to pandemics, and they used that power to bamboozle the nations of the world into spending billions of dollars on countermeasures, especially drugs and vaccines that didn't work very well. In that sense, the WHO is just uh, another wealth transfer instrument. The WHO's big pharma collaborators make billions on the taxpayers' dime, while the people of the world are left to suffer the consequences of fast-track vaccines and handle it its handling of the COVID pandemic in particular has been unprecedentedly bad. They were behind the withholding of early treatment with safe medicines worldwide, as noted by Iowa Medicine Advocate. The IHR overrode and superseded the US Constitution from the start, but in January, the US also submitted regulatory amendments that would give the WHO even more power to restrict their rights and freedoms. May 22nd to 28th, the World Health Assembly will gather and vote on these amendments to the IHR. If passed, they will be enacted into international law. These submitted amendments are in addition to the WHO pandemic treaty currently under discussion as reported by Health Policy Watch February 23rd. They say Washington wants to fast track a series of nitty gritty but far reaching changes in the existing international health regulations that govern the WHO and member state emergency alert in response for consideration at this year's World Health Assembly 22nd to 28th of May. The US proposal for major IHR rule changes obtained by Health Policy Watch has been a topic of discussion in a series of closed-door meetings of WHO member states which are considering ways to reform the existing IHR as well as advancing a whole new WHO convention or other international instrument on pandemic prevention and response. The US is expected, the US is expected to lead a parallel track of tightly-paced and formal member state rate negotiations to reach consensus on an IHR reform resolution for approval at this year's 75th World Health Assembly. The new convention or other international instrument mentioned in uh, that quote refers to the WHO treaty currently under discussion, the, uh, the uh, Children's Health Defence article says. An intergovernmental negotiating body was established as a subdivision of the World Health Assembly in December 2021 for the purpose of drafting and negotiating this new pandemic treaty. And as mentioned, this INB has begun that work. However, as noted by Corbett, this is only the second time in a huge history that an INB has been established. The first one was the INB of the WHO Framework Convention on Tobacco Control 22 years ago. So, this is not a well established process and it's hard for it to predict how it play out. Another clue the article says about what the WHO intends to do with more power comes from its primary funder and owner, Bill Gates, who recently announced he's building a pandemic response team for the WHO, which he would like to be called the Global Epidemic Response and Mobilisation, or GERM, team. This team will be made up of thousands of disease experts under WHO's purview and will monitor nations and decide when they, when they need to suspend civil liberties, force populations to wear masks, and close borders to capture signal reports. Of course, Gates is also the largest funder of the WHO, Uh, it says, uh, and other relationships speak volumes about the corruption still ruling the WHO. At the end of the day, Gates is basically paying the WHO to dictate to the world what they must do to make Gates a ton of money, as noted by the counter-signal, and they say... uh, Gates' announcement of the germ team coincides with the World Health Organization's drafting of the Global Pandemic Treaty. In the future, the Pandemic Treaty will not only ensure that member states abide by international health regulations, but will also put the EU in the driver's seat, so to speak. Member states, including the US and Canada, will take their orders directly from the organization. As Conservative MP Leslin Lewis explains, the treaty includes 190 countries, basically every country. And would be legally binding the treaty defines and classifies what is considered a pandemic and this could consist of broad classifications including an increase in cancerous heart conditions strokes etc if a pandemic is declared the WHO takes over the global health management of the pandemic of even more concern, if this treaty is enshrined, the WHO would be in full control over what gets called a pandemic. They could dictate how our doctors can respond, with which drugs can and cannot be used, or which vaccines are approved. We would end up with a one-size-fits-all approach for the entire world, a one-size-fits-all response to a health crisis that doesn't even work across, that doesn't even work across Canada, Canada, let alone the entire globe. It is not unreasonable to assume that the Germ Team, as a new branch of the World Health Organization, would oversee making sure member states comply with the pandemic treaty after the draft after the draft is finalized and member states sign on. The next question then is, how the who and Bill Gates will be able to monitor every individual in every country, determine whether enough people are sick to justify locking their region down. To this end, the World Health Organization has contracted German based Deutsche Telekom subsidiary T Systems to develop a global vaccine passport system with plans to link every person on the planet to a QR code digital ID. Thus, there will be one pandemic treaty, one germ team, one global vaccine passport, and one World Health Organization to monitor every person on the planet. By the Bill Gates owned World Health Organization, who and when it says in that quote what is considered a pandemic including an increase in cancerous, heart conditions, strokes what have we seen since the vaccine has been rolled out? An increase in heart conditions and strokes So you fake a pandemic based on a virus that has never been proven to exist you run out the vaccine for it and what you then do is create this treaty to enshrine in law or legality not the same thing the problems people are having because of the vaccine constitute a new pandemic which gives you the excuse to roll out more vaccines and cause more problems and say that's another pandemic do it again that's another pandemic do it again that's another pandemic do it again add infinitum to your heart's content if your heart still works Indeed, while countries around the world have scrubbed their COVID measures and backed away from vaccine passports, the WHO is still moving ahead with a global vaccine passport programme, and under this treaty, every country would have to adopt one. So if the WHO is given the authority to dictate biosecurity rules for the world, you can bet they'll insist on vaccine passports with built-in digital identity and readiness for a centralised programmable central bank digital currency. I'll talk more about that in a second. As reported by the Western Standard, WHO fully intends to provide support to its 194 member states to facilitate the implementation of the digital verification technology of a country's national and regional verification of vaccine status. COVID-19 affects everyone, if you believe it exists, which it doesn't. And like I say, if you go high enough in the hierarchy, it's known that that was the case. Bill Gates knows the virus has never existed. has from the start. It doesn't matter to him that there's been global devastation as a result of the claim that it does exist when he's claimed it does exist when he knows it doesn't because he's such a nice man countries will therefore only emerge in a pandemic together vaccinations are difficult they're tamper proof and digitally verifiable build trust who is therefore supporting member states in building national and regional trust networks and verification technology the Who's Gateway service also serves as a bridge between regional systems. It can also be used as part of future vaccination campaigns and home-based records," said Garrett Mel, unit head of the Who's Department of Digital Health and Innovation on Deutsche Telekom's on Deutsche Telekom's website. And by the way, Bill Gates will know exactly the devastation this vaccine can cause, which is which he is funding through his support of the pharmaceutical cartel, which he is promoting people take when he knows what it can do based on a virus that he knows doesn't exist he knows what it can do to children who even officially don't need to take it based on a virus that he knows doesn't exist if Bill Gates does not go to prison for the rest of his life for crimes against humanity there is no such thing as justice. The article continues. The question now is can we stop this international pandemic instrument the WHO is seeking with short notice the WHO announced it would accept public comment on the treaty for a total of five days the World Council for Health was among the fact the few that acted quickly enough to submit a comment in opposition to the treaty. Larry delivered the World Council for Health submission in an april twenty sixth update on Substat Larry wrote despite the lack of notice, many graduates organizations did what they could to spread the word and the World Council for Health to Stop the Treaty campaign reached an astonishing four hundred and fifteen million people. Many of you made written submissions expressing your concerns, so many of you in fact that I hear the WHO's website crashed on the last day. And there's some good news. Well, I mean, even if, even if this pandemic treaty comes into law and is signed and adopted, it's the people that decide what happens. The treaty might say, and the World Health Organization might say, you have to do this, but people don't do it. Bloody useless, isn't it? If too many people say we're not doing it, it becomes unenforceable. So... Although a pandemic treaty sounds scary, you know, people are making a big thing of it, really, it means nothing. If people decide it means nothing, if people say we're not doing it, we're not doing what we're being told we have to do, then it becomes unenforceable. But that's up to the people to decide.